like if you Google yourself right now, your LinkedIn profile is probably going to show up in your top five search results. At the end of the day, your profile needs to answer what it is that you do, who you help, how you help them, and where you want your person to go next. It doesn't have to be so professional. Are you ready to say yes to your wealthiest and most abundant life, overflowing bank accounts, and a deep sense of inner fulfillment? If you are, then you are definitely in the right place. Welcome to the Girl Unfiltered Podcast. Welcome back to Girl Unfiltered Podcast. How are you doing today? How are you feeling? I'm so happy that you pressed play on this podcast today to take some time to nourish yourself and learn and grow. At the time of recording this, I just got back from my little mini baby moon, which was so refreshing and so needed and just so lovely to spend time by the beach, in the pool. Oh my God, being pregnant in the pool is the best feeling ever. (laughs) And just really connecting with my husband as we are about to embark on a very exciting journey together. It feels very surreal to be really stepping into the last few weeks of working inside of my business until I take some much needed and uh, beautiful time off to spend with a little baby when they come. And I am just so grateful that I have the ability to do that. But I think that that is a whole other podcast episode that I will have to record for you when the timing feels right. But don't worry, because we are going to still have lots of lovely, powerful podcast episodes coming your way, even while I'm off being present with the baby. And today I am joined by Adrian Weimer, who is a friend of mine who is actually one of the co-hosts um, at the event that we hosted here in LA. And it was so lovely to get to connect with her and get to know her during the process of hosting that event. She's such a beautiful, bubbly, vivacious energy in this world and has a heart of gold. So I'm really excited that you get to know her today on the podcast. She is an expert at sales, and you'll hear why when we get this conversation started. She also used to work at LinkedIn, so she's really amazing at supporting you in um, really making sure that your LinkedIn profile is as sexy as it can be to support you in really um, accessing those high caliber clients. Uh, And if you're like, oh, no way, I'm not going to do LinkedIn. Maybe this podcast episode might shift your mindset. And she'll also share what it meant for her to quantum leap into a 100K launch. So lots of magical goodness within here. Let's dive straight into this beautiful conversation with Adrienne. to be joined by Adrian Weimer all the way from Denver today, who was one of my beautiful co-hosts of our awesome event in LA. And it was so nice to get to know her throughout that whole experience. She is such a beautiful energy and so full of joy. So welcome to the Girl Unfiltered podcast, Adrian. 
Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Gosh, I can't like believe how long it's been since so our long. event. I know it's crazy. And it's also way too long from the event that you're now on the podcast. <laughs> so just calling myself out. But we're fixing it now. We're writing that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you, you were amazing at the um, event in adding this whole other layer of insight for the people who were at our event. Like I was focused on money mindset. Um, there was a lot of, you know, beautiful, soulful things that we did. And you brought in this amazing energy and awareness around sales and around the benefit of using LinkedIn and all of these things that I think people find very unsexy that you somehow made really fun and full of joy and actually like really sexy. Thank you. <laughs> so thank you for that. <laughs> but before we dive into all of that, I want to know why you're so passionate about what you do and what your journey was to actually having this business that you're so passionate about sharing with other women. Mm, yes. So my background is I have been in sales my entire life. That's so unique. I love that. Thank you. It's so different. Like even going back to my, I majored in sales in college. Wow. I didn't even know you could make, is that bad that I didn't even know you could major in sales? Is that thing? <laughs> I didn't know that you could do that until I was selecting a major in college. So I like never even thought that that was a possibility. And I don't even, I never went into it with the intention of getting a sales degree, but I remember I had this counselor, like this counselor at the time who said, I think you'd be still great at this. And I was like, well, sure. You know, you're in college, you're trying to figure out your path. And Ever since then, I've always been on this mission of like how we find sales from that lens of creating impact. Because the truth is, in our businesses, no sales, no business. Mm-hmm. And I think sales can be this really empowering decision, this really empowering invitation. And when it's done well and it's not ever sleazy or pushy or aggressive, it can just be this really fantastic empowering experience for both you and and your client. So I was on a mission, just like with LinkedIn, to bring the sexy and the fun back to sales. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've been doing ever since. I like got my degree in sales, have been in sales for over a decade, taught sales to hundreds of sales reps at LinkedIn. And I feel like it really brought me full circle in my business now because I care so much about getting more money into the hands of women through entrepreneurship. And sales is the pathway to that. Mm, I love that mission. I couldn't agree with you more. Like, I feel that too, just I have my different path of doing that. And it's just so important. I feel now more so than ever before that women have financial independence and know how to generate money from within themselves. And that's what I love about sales. It's like, it's this magic that comes from within you. You're the one who is generating that in your business and you have that power within you. And I just think it's magical. But so like, I want to highlight, you actually worked for LinkedIn. That's <laughs> so right. you've got a behind the scenes link uh, view of what is really going on there. And what did you learn about LinkedIn and, and sales while you were working there that you now obviously bring into your business? Yes. I think the biggest thing I learned while I was working at LinkedIn and I was working in the hub, but like out of their San Francisco office, like there's such an entrepreneurial spirit in like in the Bay area. And my biggest lesson in learning was that LinkedIn is so underutilized. 
Because when I started my coaching business, even though I worked at LinkedIn, I wasn't on it. So I was doing what everybody else was doing. I was like showing up in all the Facebook groups, providing all the value, 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 but like feeling kind of weird about it and getting out on Instagram. And it just felt so hard trying to balance being visible, balancing a nine to five. And then it finally hit me. I was like, why wouldn't you go on this platform where it's just way less crowded? Mm -hmm. It's way easier to create content. And you have this higher caliber, higher paying audience on LinkedIn too. It just felt like I had this epiphany light bulb moment. And ever since I pivoted my strategy to be really having LinkedIn as my main platform, it's made my business so much easier. I love that. And it's so true. And if I'm being really honest, I'm on LinkedIn, but I haven't checked it in a while. I think maybe if I'm being really honest, the last time I checked it was at our event when you had us all check it. <laughs> and love it. it's, but it's so true. And I think that the reason that we have as entrepreneurs, maybe a block around using it, or we don't pay it enough time and attention is we think it's not as sexy or fun, but you're right. There are very high caliber clients on there. Um, there are people who are really high value net worth, people who are ready to network in a different way. And there's a lot to be said for that for all of us business owners. But I think maybe some people, and I correct me if I'm wrong, they think it's for a specific type of corporate person or a specific type of business. And maybe some of us who have mindset coaching businesses or we're astrologers or whatever it might be, think, oh, there's no place for me on there. I'm guessing that that's not true. (laughs) It's one of the biggest misconceptions about LinkedIn. I think people, when they think about LinkedIn, they automatically assume that you have to be super prim, proper, polished, like showing up in your suit and tie, Mm -hmm. kind of. And I mean, I feel like if you know me for even just five minutes, you know, that's not my style. And part of what's really fun about LinkedIn is there's over 850 million people on that platform. So if you're going to tell me that you can't find someone who's like the perfect fit for your ideal client, Mm. the question is really like in a room of 850 million people. So it's interesting, like the whole energy, the entire vibe of LinkedIn has really changed in the last couple of years. I think it used to feel really corporate. LinkedIn was a place where you went to find a job, to network, to connect with your colleagues, their classmates. And now LinkedIn is the place to go to find business. And it's really changing for creators. So creators on the platform are now getting a really strong voice. And going back to what I said earlier, it's like, do you want to follow the trends or do you want to lead and be the trend? So you could go and show up in these really crowded platforms, or you could go in the place where it's easier to show up. Like you can be far less consistent on LinkedIn and still crush it. Mm -hmm. You're posting more than once a week. You're in the top 1% of all LinkedIn creators. Wow. Is there an algorithm the same way that there is with Instagram? And how how does that work? Because I know you have to show up consistently on Instagram, most social media platforms to be seen. Is that the case with LinkedIn as well? It is. There's definitely an algorithm. And the things that are similar are the LinkedIn algorithm does look at likes, it looks at comments. But the thing that's really different is the LinkedIn algorithm is, dare I say, friendly. 
Mm. So you don't have to compete. The thing that I love about the LinkedIn algorithm is that your content stays relevant for so much longer where I have this post that I put up two weeks ago and it's still gaining traction, still getting likes, still getting comments. You don't really find that on other platforms. And it's because so few people create on LinkedIn. Right. right. You only have to do one post a week to be in the top 1%. Mm. And what the algorithm does is once you create a post, it's going to show that post to a small percentage of your audience. If people are engaging, commenting, liking on it, then it's going to push that post out to a bigger audience. So the first hour of your post is really important. You want to make sure you're like engaging in that time. But the thing that's awesome about it is the relevancy of your post. Your post will stay relevant for days, four weeks. If it's really good, like really good, it'll stay relevant for even months at a time. Amazing. And when you say post, are we talking about posts that are similar to what you might be posting on Instagram or might be emailing to your email list? How can we utilize that? Yes. Oh, so, so many people think they have to create really different content for LinkedIn. And the truth is like repurpose, maximize what you're already doing and just let it go farther. So the thing that when I think about posting on LinkedIn, there's different ways that you can post. If you're like me and you're sometimes a little lazy and you're posting, I love a good text-only post. Okay, <laughs> reframe. You're efficient. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm super efficient <laughs> in my posting. But I love that you can just put something like text-only. You know the days that you just cannot be bothered to go into Canva and create yeah. some gorgeous-looking <laughs> graphic? And you're like, oh, it's like... LinkedIn just makes it easy because you can just do text only, which performs super well. Yeah. You can take up your emails, make that a post. It's going to stay really relevant. The thing you want to think about on LinkedIn though, is how do you make it a conversation? So Mm -hmm. that is what feels different. It's less of a platform of like, look at me. Here's all the big accomplishments I've made. And isn't that amazing? And it's more of how are we creating like a conversation through the content so inviting people to comment, to share their opinion, like LinkedIn's a place that really loves that. Mm-hmm. And I love that. That's amazing. So you're cultivating a community within LinkedIn um, and connecting with those potential ideal clients. That's awesome. For someone who maybe has not looked at their LinkedIn or hasn't even started a LinkedIn What are some of the top, maybe three things that somebody can do to just get started and utilize it in a really proactive way? Yeah. The first thing I recommend everybody start with is your LinkedIn profile. So like step one, it's basically a free landing page. The SEO is really strong on your LinkedIn profile. Like if you Google yourself right now, your LinkedIn profile is probably going to show up in your top five search results. That was was actually the biggest, I think, wake up call for a lot of the women that were at our event was that they Googled themselves while sitting there and LinkedIn was almost one or two on the top there. And then can you think like, I'm sure people who are interested in working with us, Google us. Like I was Googling you for this podcast interview. So imagine like it's may it may not even be your website, which is the first thing that people see. It could actually be your LinkedIn. And if you don't know what's on there, 
you know, you want to make sure that that has a good first impression. So go check that out for yourself. <laughs> yes. Like go Google yourself right now. Yeah. Uh, it's such an eye opener. So that's why you start with the profile because the profile is your brand. And the thing you want to be thinking about is like, how do you turn your profile into a landing page? Because while it's great to have someone come land on your profile, at the end of the day, your profile needs to answer what it is that you do who you help, how you help them, and where you want your person to go next, whether that's to book in a call with you, to go to your website, to download a freebie, or to join a masterclass or a workshop that you might be running. We need to point people into the next best action after coming to your LinkedIn profile. So as long as your profile answers those questions of who you help, how you help them, and what to do next, you're well on your way. And I think a few other things I would say are, one, it doesn't have to be so professional. So if you have a profile that's like written in the third person, that's weird. Nobody talks <laughs> in the third person. We're not doing that anymore then, are we? <laughs> We're definitely not doing that. If that's you, that's all, that's, that's okay. I think that's what my profile looked like way, way back when. But it's like, you want it to be more natural. You yeah. want it to be conversational. And you want it to showcase your personality. So that's where I'd start. It's like step one is your LinkedIn profile. Step two would be start adding people who are in your network. One of the things I hear all the time is, oh, but Adrian, my LinkedIn is just like my old colleagues or classmates. And those aren't my ideal client. So if you log into LinkedIn right now and it feels boring, all that means is that you're not connected to the right people. We want you to be connected to who you're inspired by, who you want to be connected with. And so start adding in and connecting with and having those collaborations with people who are your ideal client. And that's super easy to do. And can we do that in a non-sleazy way? Because I'm not the only one who has to be receiving these automated messages that you just ignore because you know it's not real or coming from a real place, or maybe they're not even people that you that would be within your network in that way. And I receive these emails like, hey, so-and-so, I'm da da And it's just like, it just doesn't resonate with me. So how can we yeah. do that? in a real way and in an authentic way. Cause I think people can sniff out when it's not a hundred percent. It's like one automation is never a great way to build a relationship. And the truth is no one likes getting pitch slapped in like the first message. Mm. Right. So the way that you think about connecting is treat it like a real networking event. If you went to a network, like a networking event and met someone, you'd likely look for a point of commonality. Like, oh, I I noticed that you do this, that you're like, you're like the money queen and like, you're so into elevating money mindset. I'll take that title, money queen. I think that should be your title. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like imagining this like neon sign for you in like the background of your office. For I feel sure. like you, we need to go purchase that immediately. We do. I'm like, maybe it's time to replace the ocean behind me. <laughs> money queen. And there'll be a little tiara. <laughs> It is time. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. So it's like, great. You want to make a connection, like find a point of commonality. What's easy is you have someone's LinkedIn profile. So there's so many ways that you can make a natural connection. That's like, I've noticed that you, that you work here or that you are, that you live in like this state or this city. It's like me too. Like, where do we look for easy points of connection? And often we just make it too hard on ourselves, mm -hmm. like overcomplicate it or overthink it. Mm -hmm. The other thing is like giving 
true, like giving true compliments on the content that other people are creating. I was just going to say that that's like the best way to connect because if you actually resonated with something they posted, hello, there's your conversation starter. Exactly. And that's how I'd say I start 99% of my conversations on LinkedIn. It's like, Helena, I just saw that you posted this great piece today. I love this part where you said why. And the reason why it resonated with me was for whatever reason. And usually I'll just ask the question. So the thing I always tell my clients is like, how can you be more interested versus interesting? And what I mean by that is how do you just get really interested in this other person rather than showing up and flooding someone's inbox with you trying to promote yourself of like, here's what I do. And here's all the things that I, that I can offer. And here's my service. And here's a link to my website. Like nobody wants that. Yeah. Yeah. But if you can lead with them, it's a total game changer. I love what you just said, because I think that actually applies to the energy of sales. That's exactly Mm -hmm. the energy that I now show up with when it comes to my discovery calls or getting to know a potential client. It's like, I know at some point I'm going to talk about my services, but that's not the point of this. Like, I'm interested to know why this would be a good fit for you. I'm interested to know what your story is. I'm interested to know how I can serve you, how I can support you. Like, I want to know more about you. I want to know what this journey we could go on together would be like. And so if you can show up, I think this is a great tip as well for people who I think feel very nervous of like themselves having to show up in those situations. Well, don't make it about you, make it about them. Like, how can you get interested in them? Because that's, that's really what it's about. (laughs) That is literally all sales is. Yeah. Oh, it's like, I always tell people that like sales is a transference of belief Mm -hmm. and it's really just an invitation. So it's two things. It starts with one. I feel like you really have to love your offers. Yeah. Because no one's going to love your offer more than you love your offer. So whatever you're selling right now, if you're not a 10 out of 10, oh my gosh, I feel so excited by this offer that every time I think about it, it fully lights me up. Then there's an energetic cleanup that we need to do around what you're selling. Yeah, so true. I love that. I love all of this energetic cleanup, making sure, especially if you're recycling a past or previous offer that you've re-energized that offer and you've gotten your heart and soul back into it. It's something I'm doing at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm like really conscious of that and aware of that, not bring stale energy into that. Um, Cause yeah, no one's going to love your offer <laughs> more than you love your offer. So that's brilliant. Before we jump really into the conversation around sales, though, I would really love for you to just speak slightly into the power of the bio line because you you were really supporting people with that. Um, and there was so much clarity going on in the room when you were at our event. A lot of people fall into the trap, I think, of even making their bio about them, but it's really about the other person as well. So what are your thoughts and beliefs around that? Because it applies not only to LinkedIn, it applies to all of our social media. Yes. So the bio or essentially your 30 second elevator pitch should really be about the problem that you solve. So the biggest miss that I see is typically people's bio. It's there. It's too vague. So if I had a dollar for every time I saw someone's bio that said, I help you get unstuck or go from overwhelmed to feeling fulfilled, 
I could shut down my business. I would be a really wealthy woman. <laughs> right? so, it's like, I see it all the time. Like we talk in these huge, like in these really big generalities of like feeling stuck, feeling overwhelmed, feeling frustrated. But the truth is everyone feels that way. Mm-hmm. So if I can take your LinkedIn bio or your, your Instagram bio or your about me on your website and lift and shift it on a different entrepreneur's page that's in a totally different like industry than you and have it still work, then your bio is too big. But yeah. that's most people because we talk in these generalities, but your audience is experiencing a really specific problem. So it's almost like, how do you say overwhelmed without saying overwhelmed? Or how do you talk about finding purpose and fulfillment and joy without those words? And I think it's also about not being afraid to niche down, which look, we both know that could be like an entirely different (laughs) podcast episode (laughs) all around niching down. But it's like, how can you actually lean into that? So if your LinkedIn bio there's a really simple framework of like helping who and really calling out that person. And I don't mean ambitious people, which I've seen on people's profiles. Like I help people. We've all done it. We have all been there. Yeah, we've all done it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no shame. I could only poke fun at it because this has also been like what my profiles looked like at some point too. But it's like, it needs to say like helping who achieve what by how, and that how might be your offer. Maybe it's a one-on-one program. Maybe it's a group program or it might, the how might be your unique method, like Mm -hmm. your signature framework, something that nobody else can replicate. Mm -hmm. So if it has that in it, it's a winning LinkedIn bio for sure. Amazing. I hope everyone listening is quickly writing that down so you can go check through all of their bios. I'm like thinking of that myself. I'm like, damn, I need to go double check before this podcast interview comes out that I have done this. I'm going to go look at it. It depends, I think, also where you're at in your business because it evolves and evolves and evolves. And, and that's a good reminder, though, is if you have evolved and your business is evolving and the kind of people you're working with is evolving, like go back to that bio and just make sure it's infused with that energy. Because my first bio, my second bio, third bio, like they're all different from the evolution that my business has taken. So just important, I think, keep updating that. But let's talk about sales because I love sales and I love the energy of sales and I love talking about the mindset behind sales, but why do you love sales and why did you spend how many years in your life focused and dedicated on sales? <laughs> uh, I think the reason why, the reason why I love sales is because it's truly an invitation. I think for any of us that are in our business, the reason we've started it is likely because we want to help people in some capacity. There's such a high level of service and you can't serve people. You can't create the impact. You can't create the ripple if you aren't working with people. So we need like sales is literally the, like that cornerstone, that linchpin between someone who desperately is feeling stuck and needs your offer Mm -hmm. and you So I view sales almost as like this bridge. Like if you saw someone who was struggling and you said, well, gosh, I've got this thing that could actually stop your suffering right now. It would be a disservice not to offer it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like rethinking about it in that way. So I find sales to be such an empowering, like I said earlier, like just such an empowering moment 
And I think the thing I love so much about it is you're watching people who are choosing themselves. Yeah. They have this great moment where they're like, yes, I want this for myself. Mm-hmm. And they get to step into that higher version of themselves by making this choice. Mm-hmm. And it's so exciting to be a part of that when you witness that. Exactly. Ladies, we are in the final few days for you to access my powerful signature program, Money Mindset Magic, at over $500 off. I am so excited to be able to make this so accessible for you because this program really is like my first baby. I poured all of the teachings, tools, resources, subconscious exercises into this program. It's all in there to support you in truly radically healing your relationship with money and bringing a whole new sense of awareness to how you show up for money, how you desire to show up for money, and how money desires for you to show up for it so that you can have a transformational, up-leveled relationship with it that will live with you for a lifetime. You know how passionate I am about supporting you with your money mindset, and it's because I truly believe now is the time more so than ever for women to feel really financially empowered and to access that inner abundance from within them that they can tap into at any given moment. So if you'd like to jump on this, this is my final offer for the rest of the year, um, and it'll be an amazing experience for you to move through. Plus, you get that amazing $500 off when you access it this week. So go to the link in the show notes below and you'll see all of the details and you can jump straight in if this is speaking to you. What do you find that your clients that you work with tend to come to the table with maybe struggling around sales, or maybe they don't even realize that they're struggling, but there's a a gap there or a disconnect there? Yeah. The biggest thing that I hear is that, oh, I'm comfortable in the beginning of the call if you're on a discovery call, but it's like the moment we know in our mind, okay, here comes the part where I'm going to have to talk about my program. We freeze up. We don't know what to say. We're not sure if it's landing. And so that part can feel wobbly. And I think people sometimes have a hard time articulating the value of the program. So they'll go into what they know, which is the logistics. Mm. People are selling the plane, not the destination. Right. Totally. Yeah. Because they're nervous as to say, okay, so it's 12 weeks, it's this amount of time. But what people really care about is what does this give me? Like, what is the transformation here? Exactly. You just got back from your gorgeous baby moon. I feel like if <laughs> we were talking about how we got there, either like the the like the the train, the car, the airplane you wouldn't care. You just <laughs> care about getting there. Like, I just want to be in this gorgeous place. I want yeah. to be in the pool. I want yeah. my feet in the sand. I yeah. want someone to tell me about that. Yeah. I won't be posting photos of the car journey. I'm going to be posting photos from the pool. <laughs> That's the destination. <laughs> exactly. Good analogy. But it's like, no one ever cares how many calls or how many modules or 
the 24 five boxer access they're getting to you. What they care about is where am I going to be in three months? Where am I going to be at the end of this program? You're right. Because at the very end, I'll often ask, do you have any other questions? I'm like, oh, wait. Yeah. I I guess I forgot to ask like uh, something about the structure or something about the strategy. And you know that they're just asking it because they suddenly realize like, wait, I should probably ask this, but they've already said yes. And obviously I'll share. Um, and I think it's also the way I kind of think about it when it comes to, because I, I also have clients come to me with it where they feel that same energetic shift where they're really nervous going into oh crap, and now I have to talk about money. And that's all your money mindset beliefs also coming up. But it's like they feel they have to shift from gear two to like gear six. It's like a really big jump. And what you want the sales call to feel like is just an easy transition. It shouldn't feel like jumping from one gear to the other. It should feel like it's revving up to that very naturally and organically. I'm just curious how you support them in feeling like there isn't such a big gap and such a big jump there. I think part of it is actually comes into the pre-framing of the call. Yeah. And something I'll always tell potential clients that I hop onto a discovery call with is I let people know, like one, I'm going to have my coaching hat on and I'm just going to be at the end of the call playing back some things that I see for you. And if there's an offer that I think is going to support you, I'll let you know about it. But I also let people know there's no guarantee Mm. I get to the end of the call and I won't tell you about a program. Like it just matters the fit. And I feel like that just instantly lets people relax into the call a little bit more. There's no guarantee. I'm going to try to pitch you anything at the end. (laughs) Um, And then I think at the end, the reason why the transition is so seamless is because I'll be sharing back the, the things that I am hearing. So I'll say, you know, in the beginning of the call, I told you I'd be listening for areas of opportunity for you. And this is the part in the call where I'd love to play that back. Would you like to hear it? Great. I'll share back the things that I'm really seeing are going to be the best needle movers for them. And then if they are a good fit, it's so natural to say, Helena, this is exactly what I work on with my clients. Mm. And because of what you shared, I think you'd be a perfect fit for this program. And I'd love to tell you about it if you feel like it's a good fit for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would you like to hear more about it? Yeah. That permission is so huge. Yeah, it really is. You've just had a really amazing launch in your business. So firstly, congratulations on that beautiful up level and elevation. I'd love you to speak into that. And then we can work backwards and talk about (laughs) the energetic shifts that took place for you to create that. So talk about your recent launch that we want to celebrate for you right now. Yes, I am celebrating like my first 100K launch. And I feel like even when I say it out loud, there's a part that's just like, wow, I can't believe that I'm here. And for context, I think it's helpful to, to even just share what my launches were like prior to that. Yes. Definitely. So I, I was like really consistent in creating like 20K launches at a 50K launch and then went from like 50 to 100. And you know, when you're setting goals, it doesn't really matter what the goal is. Sometimes there's a goal that just feels so far away. It's hard to even imagine it. When I first started my business, that was 10K, right? like a 10K mm-hmm. month. Just felt like, how would I make that happen? Mm-hmm. Would feel so dreamy, but feels far away. I think the hundred K felt like that too, but the difference was 
I had such a clear strategy, like going into what I was selling, how I was selling it. And like I said earlier, the thing I was promoting at that time was my mastermind. And this was a program that had been on my heart to create for months. Mm. And when I said earlier, like getting, being a 10 out of 10 in your offer, that's how I feel about this mastermind. Like I love this offer so much and I am so confident in the transformation that it creates. And it was that container that I wish I had when I had started my business that I tell anyone, like, I'm just so excited to put it out there. So I think that energy made a huge difference in the launch itself. And I'd also learned a lot about launching by that point. I learned like what worked for me, what energetically felt good and had done it a few times Mm. to feel like I know what works. I know what tweaks I would make. Mm. And I think the biggest thing is feeling like open to the quantum leap. And I know we hear that phrase all the time, quantum leaping, and I'm a huge believer, but I think it's this great lesson that your growth doesn't have to make sense. So I think we typically look at things really logically, like I've made, it's June or I'm halfway through the year and I made X amount by June. So by the end of the year, it'll probably be just twice that. I think when we do that, we're like limiting our, the room and space for the magic. Yes, completely. So were you aware that you were ready to quantum leap going into this launch? Was that something that you brought to the table for this? Yes, I... I had been trying on and playing with the energy of what a hundred K launch would be. And I am a huge believer in mindset and belief systems being at the core. So I spent, and like I always do so much work visualizing, like what would it mean to have a hundred K launch? How would I feel? What would I believe for the, what would I need to believe about myself what would I need to believe about other people? What would I need to believe about the world for me to experience 100K launches? I just got chills. <laughs> I just love that. Like, this is what I'm here for. This is where the work is. This is where the quantum leaps take place because you even said the words, I think, unless I'm completely mishearing them, I tried on what that would feel like. Yes. Like, you're stepping into the energy of having that. That's what creates the quantum leap. <laughs> exactly. So did you sit there? Did you journal? Did you imagine a day in the life of that? Like, did you wear the outfit of a woman who already has that? Like, I just want to know the details. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, check, check, check to all of those things. So I think the first thing, like, I have a really solid routine that I do every day. And that for me involves meditation, breath work, I do a bit of like hypnosis with like my visualizations. So one of the things that I did was I would journal, like, I am so grateful for this 100K launch. I'm so grateful that the perfect women are coming in at the exact right time all the time. And I'm so grateful that this 100K launch was so easy. So I think speaking about it as if it had already happened, but I spent so much time actually in visualizing it. And I sat there and with great detail would visualize, okay, what's the last thing that I would see that would let me know that I got that goal? Like, what's the last thing I would see or experience? Would it be cash sitting in my account? 
Would it be logging onto our first group call and seeing all the Zoom squares of the women popping up? And I got into that picture and let myself really feel how I would feel Mm. to experience that. And I did that literally every day. That's amazing. And then did you bring that feeling that you would feel into your day? So, oh, I would feel fulfilled or I would feel freedom or I would feel energized. Did you, were you aware of them bringing that into your space throughout the day? Yes. A hundred percent. I feel like it, it changed the way I went about my day. Hmm. If I was doing this effortlessly already anyway, how would I choose to spend my time? Hmm. And I think for me, it was, I, before I hit the hundred K launch, I started implementing like an Adrian day, which just felt fun. (laughs) And there would be like, it didn't matter when I think part of me for what's fun is like not being rigid. So in the beginning, it was like every Friday was an Adrian day. And I was like, I don't know, sometimes I'm just going to move that around. And then like an Adrian day, I'm just going to go do something that makes me feel free. Like you said that word freedom. I think that's like something we all desire. And it was asking myself, like, what would make me feel free right now? Mm-hmm. Would it be like going on, like I live in Denver. So it'd be like, would it be like going into the mountains for the day, going on a gorgeous hike? Would it be just picking up and working from a different space yeah. and getting in a different energy? Yeah. Would it be watching an episode of something on Bravo in the middle of the day, just because I feel like it and yeah. that makes me feel free. Yeah. yeah. I do the same thing. It's so important for me. Yeah. And sometimes it is doing something fabulous. And tonight it's probably going to be mac and cheese and TV. <laughs> I think the question is, where is this mac and cheese coming from? Are we talking like in a box? Are we talking from your favorite restaurant? No judgment. Okay. So this is not, this is not like an abundant thing that people would expect, but my favorite is boxed mac and cheese. <laughs> Me too. That's why I asked. I'm like, I don't want the fancy mac and cheese. I want it in a box, that yeah. powdered cheese. <laughs> I add my own mushrooms and peas and then just mix it all in together. And it's just perfect. <laughs> okay. Well, yours is healthier and fancier than mine. So I mean, it's the same thing. It's just like, I, I elevate it very, very slightly. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Yes. To having that frequency, whether it comes from box mac and cheese or it comes from journaling every day. I just absolutely love that. You said that, you know, you watch your way from like 10 K launches, 20 K 50 K. And then obviously there was the quantum leap. What do you think worked for you really well at like, let's say your first 10 or 20K launch that maybe did or didn't work well for a 50K launch? And what was that journey like? I think, and just for context, I was launching mostly through events like a masterclass or I would use like, I would do like a workshop or a challenge. And I think getting to the 10 to 20K, it involved... A, I did a lot of follow-up. Like I was really diligent about the follow-up. And I think the truth is, you know, I'll always keep it real. I feel like I was like hustling my way into those launches. It was very much, I've got a strategy. I follow every part of that strategy. And it didn't matter if I was tired. It didn't matter. I was like, I'm just going to get through it all. So like, it's it was really this energy of like forcing 
it worked, but it's kind of like, you know, what gets you like, what got you here isn't going to be the thing that gets you to your next level. And my biggest realization was I don't want to force and push my way at all in my business. So I think when I made the big leap, I have this different approach and this different lens to say, okay, I've got this launch coming up. It's this program that I couldn't be more excited about. And what would be the most fun way for me to show up? So going back to, it's almost like this full circle lesson on sales, which is my first launches, I was thinking a lot about me. I've got this goal. I want to get this many people, I, I, I. And my biggest launch was when I really did take myself out of the equation. I launched it through a challenge. And every day I showed up on the challenge, literally, I would just have this little chitty chat with the universe before I'd hop onto my challenge and say, how can I show up and serve? How can I show up and help me find like the words to inspire just one person that this business is possible for them, that sales isn't going to be this scary thing. And if I can do that, I'm going to feel like this has been such an incredible use of time. And I think the more I remove myself from it, the better my launch was. Mm, I love that. I'm sure it wasn't coincidence that that also turned out to be like my biggest launch too. Well, people probably felt your energy. I mean, how can they not from a hustle mentality or a pushing feeling to making it all about them? And that's not to say that you probably didn't have your goals in mind as well, but it wasn't going to that needy place. I'm curious because obviously in launches, you have to sustain a certain amount Mm -hmm. of that mindset and that energy. Was there a point in which you were seeing sales come in and you were like energized for that and then it dipped and you had to do more mindset work or how did you sustain that um, to really hold space because that's what you're doing right up until that 100K? Yeah, I think that was the biggest lesson I learned from like the 10 to 20K launch experiences was was so exhausted and you're such an emotional roller coaster. You're like super excited in the beginning. You announce your program. Maybe you get some sales and then you get what is almost always that awkward middle Mm -hmm. where not a whole lot is happening. And you're, and then it's natural to start to doubt. We're like, well, no one bought today. And that was day three of my cart. I've only got two days left. How am I going to get X number of people in these next two days? So it's easy, I think, to like spiral out. And going into this, into the 100K launch, I know that there's going to be a dip and I expect it. Mm. And instead, it's like, okay, cool. I am going to feel just as good on every single day, no matter the amount of sales that are coming in. Because the truth is, your launch isn't over until the final second of that cart closes. Yeah. And you, may have a day where you sell nothing. And then on the last day, fill like 20 spots, you know, you just never know. So I think it's just staying open, like one, knowing that going in that the goal of a launch isn't to be at that exact level every single day, all the time that you're likely going to have that little bit of a dip and that's okay. And the other thing I did is something rejuvenating for myself every day. So self-care, most important thing, every single day of the launch massages. I would go to like a spa where they have cryotherapy Mm -hmm. or go getting into, um, like a sauna, like every day I did something for myself 
Mm-hmm. And that was a complete non-negotiable. And I think that kept my energy really, really high. I love that because that also meant that you were maintaining a certain type of frequency and energy, regardless of what was happening in the external, instead of your feeling that day being based on, did a sale come in? And that's where we can easily fall into a dip or make it mean more than it actually means or forget what the meaning is in the first place. Instead, you were coming at it from a place which we talk about all the time of like, I'm whole and complete and happy and have freedom and I'm nourishing myself regardless. This is just an added bonus. Come join me. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, I think this connects directly back to how you show up on a sales call or in the DMs or however you're selling. It's like, if you are doing a launch and you're constantly checking your Stripe notifications every 30 seconds and like scrolling through and feeling so attached. It's like, you're just so attached, but when we're detached, when you allow yourself to surrender more and when you can just trust that the right amount of people are going to come in, even if your current reality isn't actually giving you that it's going to come through more. I feel like it's like the toughest lesson, but in a sales call, it's the same way. It's knowing that you're going to hop on this call the perfect people always come in. There's literally nothing you can say to mess it up with an ideal client who's ready to invest in themselves and who know that you are the right person to help guide them through that. That it's like, you can actually lean back. Lean back. Good one. I love that. That energy of leaning back instead of pushing forward is beautiful. We could keep talking about this, but I feel like every moment of this has been so full of just golden nuggets. So I'm so grateful for you for sharing that. And it was so good to catch up with you as well. But before we say goodbye, please share with the listeners where they can get to know you or connect with you outside of here. Yes. So you can find me under coach Adrian Weimer and the two places where I hang out the most, no surprise. You can find me on LinkedIn almost every single day, as well as Instagram. Um, and those would be the two best places. I know. I was like thinking about my mind. I'm like, she better say LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And if you feel like you've had a powerful takeaway from today or something really resonated with you, then go and tag both of us in it. Let us know that you're listening and we'd love to hear from you directly in our DMs about you know what really stood out for you from today's conversation. So go ahead and share that with us. Thank you so much for being here today, Adrian. Thank you. If you loved today's episode, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button because women supporting women is my jam. And if you want extra daily doses of motivation, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at girl underscore unfiltered and go ahead and screenshot this episode. Send me a DM and share your biggest takeaway because I love hearing from you and I just really want to drop into your DMs basically. (laughs) So I'm sending you so much love and abundance and have an amazing day.